Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another fabulous episode of Whiskey Tangle Podcast. Now, we are uh, we're a man shy today, in case you haven't well, noticed. Let's not use that term too loosely. Yes, we are, we are a, a person, a they-them shy today. And if you haven't noticed, Denzel is not here. And we would like to be the first to offer our congratulations to him and Tia for finally having my baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, congratulations, Denzel and Tia. I, uh, beautiful kid, healthy. That's the most important thing. Yeah, Lennon came out screaming and possibly drunk, so we are now certain it is Brett James. It is my child. There it is. Yeah. You're listening to Whiskey Tango Podcast. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah, another episode without Denzel, yeah. and uh, this will probably also rank in our top top five. five yeah, yep. here we go. Yeah, so uh, yeah, another uh, beautiful Sunday afternoon. We don't have to record at the the ass crack of dawn because it's not past Denzel's oh. um, bedtime. Exactly. Ooh, that is delicious. You're right. Yeah, That's we made a little uh, little peanut butter whiskey here, and it it's way better than I expected. Yeah. Absolutely. Once again, this whiskey is not available in Manitoba. We got we were lucky enough to get our hands on a bottle of it, and it's uh, called Sheepdog Peanut Butter Whiskey, and then also mixed with the Collingwood whiskey. And man, is that ever that yeah. is tasty! It's tasty. The uh, the other one we had kind of had like a synthetic peanut butter taste. A bit, yeah. And this one is it's like a hint of peanut butter, but it's more whiskey. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it has yeah, it has more of a whiskey taste yeah. to it. I stay away from flavored whiskeys. Same. I love uh, the Mango Habanero by Old Smoky, but even that, I like it. Like I want a shot, or maybe a low ball, um, you know, two ounces on ice. But after that, like I don't want to drink it all night. Sure. Uh, other than that, as far as flavored whiskeys go, I can't think of any that I would have on purpose. Yeah, uh, the Knob Creek Maple. That's the only other one I can think of where I would go out of my way to actually purchase it. Like the we had that, right? Yeah, yeah. That's dangerous stuff right there. Yeah, that, uh, that's part of the problem too. Uh, is that it no longer tastes like alcohol? Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. Yeah, I like the uh, the Canadian Club Blackberry whiskey. Very good with ginger ale. That's it. I won't touch the stuff otherwise. It's just it's pure sugar. Mm-hmm. I also, yeah, I rarely mix my whiskey. Uh, if I do, it's Jack, and it'll be with Diet Coke or Diet yeah. Pepsi or whatever. So you, you want the taste of the whiskey. Yeah. That, that's why you're having it, right? Exactly. Drink of choice growing up was always rye Coke press. Rye, top it off with water and a splash of Coke for color. And that was always my drink of choice. But And then you were a teenager after that. So what did you start drinking in your teens? Uh, in my teens, I started drinking mimosas and uh, pink frilly things. And then when I hit my 20s, that's when I discovered cocaine. a boy. Yeah. He's gotta, you got to stay up, but uh, university's not easy without it. And by drinking it, he means shooting it into his veins. Directly between my toes. You get like, nice. Yeah. That's, uh, all my other veins are collapsed now, so i got to go 
Gotta get creative. The uh, speaking of between the toes, where would be the worst place to get an injection? Eyeball. I've actually watched somebody get. Uh, I took my grandma to an eye appointment. And I watched her get an injection in the eyeball. I almost puked. Like I was sitting there in the corner, trying, like trying not to gag while I was watching this whole thing go on. It's uh, yeah, I, I I would freak out. I it it would be very hard to get an injection in the eye. I think. What about a testicle? Like right in the te- yeah, you know what? That uh... I can't see why you'd ever need some sort of injection <laughs> in the testicle. You're getting Botox so they look like mini eggs for the rest of your life. <laughs> Cadbury mini eggs. Um, but it, it, as soon as you said between the the toes, because people do do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought of the the jackass where they're doing paper cuts in oh. different places. The one across the mouth and on the tongue, or those yeah. are the ones that made me cringe yeah. the hardest. But between the toes, even right now, I got that like gut feeling. Yeah. Uh, between the toes, between the fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. I don't know. I anything like I don't know anything to do with the eyes. I immediately tense up, and it just freaks me out. Can you touch your own eyeball? Do you have contacts? I do not have contacts, but I can touch my own eye. But I, yeah. I've done that. Yeah. So that doesn't bother you? No, but the idea of a needle anywhere close to my eyes freaks yeah. me out. I know right now when the wife watches this back, she's going to be cringing. She really like any thought of anything to do with the eyes. She, yeah. So when you guys make love, both your eyes are closed. Absolutely, eyes are closed. Lights are off. There's actually a sheet between us with a hole nice. cut out. That's uh, that's how it happens. It's the magic. Brett's on all fours and the holes, <laughs> showing nothing but his butt. Putting the eh in pegging. Nice. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> Do you want it? Eh, I could go either way. <laughs> um, I don't know. I got a, my moped store. Actually, oh, yeah. before, so uh, I swung by my place on the way here, and there was a car parked uh oh in loading no in, in the loading area which is in front of where i park right and uh i, I pull into my spot and all is well but go, driving down the street someone on a bicycle decided that uh they were going to do the world's slowest turn uh, in front of me they're riding like in front of me same direction right and then they're just like I'm going to go a different direction and made the world's slowest U-turn that I actually had to come to a stop. No, oh, no. Uh, I just kind of laughed where you're like, this is just weird Osborne stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I pull into my spot and the guy getting into the car that was in loading mm-hmm. was a skip driver. He had the bag. And uh, of course, yeah. And I wanted to get out and just be like, thank you for not parking in my spot. <laughs> and that's that's how far it's come that doing the the... Not only the bare minimum, but the actual right thing that I just want to like reward them for. Like here's twenty dollars. I wonder if they've Thank learned. You. I wonder if they've passed the message it's on. It's been to a other... little bit. Yeah. And it, that crossed my mind the other day where I'm sure certain people do the certain areas all the time. Sure. Like I, I get like I don't know anything about it, but I imagine you live in an area and that's where you pick up and deliver. Mm-hmm. And word may because it's been a couple weeks. Sure. And uh, I'm curious if, if word has spread where you're just like, it's not worth your time to park. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I told you my landlord got me a sign. Yes. Have you put it up yet? No, I haven't. Uh, I'm not. 
I don't have the skills to do that myself. Fair enough. Uh, my brother-in-law said he'd come help me, and we just haven't been able to hook up. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of my brother-in-law, uh, he is the man that got my sister pregnant. Ah. And uh, they had a child. Oh, well, congratulations. And, yeah, it was two and a half years ago. Oh, well. Yeah, they still had him. <laughs> two and a half um, years ago. But uh, I got him a safety last shirt made. Fantastic. And I can't wait. He is the epitome of that shirt. Of hyperbole? Yeah, he's the epitome of hyper hyperbole uh, of that shirt. But it will be, he, he's fearless. I love it. Yeah, and uh, I think the shirt will be per. I can't wait to get it. And uh, I just grabbed it. And I'm pumped. And then I got, uh, if you're listening, I hope you are. Uh, Willie D, need your address. Mm-hmm. Sean Curry, need your address. And then I was with Matt today and I forgot to bring him his. So that's that. Fair enough. And one other special listener who will be getting their shirt. As well. uh, absolutely. Yeah. The deepest of V cuts. <laughs> <laughs> no. Extra deep. Capital V. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hashtag sorry, mom. Uh, so I got another story about Osborne. Speaking of that, I was driving home from the gym, and as I was on South Osborne, the, I, it's like right around where that co-op gas bar is. Mm-hmm. I see something on the side of the road, and I'm like, "Oh, it looks like a bike," but it's facing the wrong direction. And the guy had this guy was on a bike, going the wrong way against traffic on on the uh, southbound side. Okay. So he is heading north on the southbound side. Okay. If anybody who knows anything about riding bicycles, you have to fl- go with the flow of traffic if you're on the road at all. So this guy's going the wrong way, and people are honking at him and laying on the horn. And as we get closer to him, there's there's something up, something up with this guy. And, but he's got a like it's not like it's almost like a a metal basket, but it's not like a wide basket. He's carrying a cart. It's more like attached to the bike with two wheels, almost like a like like a personnel carrier thing, like or something could sit in it. And he's just looked completely messed up, heading the wrong direction. And I was already having a bad day. Like I was just said, so you I, hit him. I was very tempted to. I opened the window and I just I slowed down. I was like, get on the other side of the road, idiot. Did you? Oh yeah. And the guy, the guy looked at me like you could just see he looked at me, but he was looking right through me. He oh, probably yeah. had no idea what was going on. That's yeah. Winnipeg is just an interesting place all around. It truly is, mm-hmm. um, especially the Osborne area. I think yes. we collect some of the finest. Uh, the other day, I was driving home, and uh, if you listen to us often enough, uh, we don't love the whole bikes on road things. But our city also doesn't provide a better option. It's true. So if you ride a bike on the road, we just expect you to follow the laws, which you know. Most people should follow the laws. Yes. There's some pretty good ones out there. There are. are. Um, But cyclists think that they're above that. And because they don't have to license uh, their vehicle, which is on the same road with other licensed vehicles, uh, they can be holier than thou. Someone topped that. Oh, can't wait. Um, Making a turn and sitting at the light. There's, you know, car, truck, car, 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 uh, scooter moped whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. car 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 me you only notice because it's there but you don't think anything of it right and uh sitting at this red light and suddenly this scooter decides i'm i'm done waiting here splits the lanes oh no 
then when there's a break in traffic at the red light by the Burger King at Confusion. Yeah. Uh, just makes a left. Like, he rules don't apply to him. Then, uh, when we now northbound on Osborne, uh, the light is now changed and we're all there. He pulls out of the lane again, goes <sighs> in the bus lane. Oh, no. And then crosses... Uh, I guess that would be Donald. Yes. Yeah. 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 Crosses Donald. Like, just no rules to him. And when he got to Osborne, because there were parked cars in the lane ahead, he went up on the sidewalk. Ah. Oh. And, and that is, like, everything about that is just so selfish. Absolutely. Um, I was fu- At first, I didn't care. And then it got to the point where I was just fuming with, with just the entitlement of that. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, then I, I think I voice noted you guys. And you did. Broke a law of my own by being on my phone while I'm driving. <laughs> but uh, No, we don't do that here. That's illegal. Yeah. What's uh, one thing you do while driving that sometimes you look back and laugh at? Oh, let's see. Um, what's one thing I... Well, if it's one thing I do, it's definitely not coming close to a complete stop at a four-way when... And and not only that, like that that's something I definitely do now, which isn't exactly horrible. But there's times when you you know when you get into autopilot mode, and you don't you kind of forget that you're driving. You're just kind of going. Yep. I have definitely like not come to a complete stop at four ways, and then just forget that I've actually just gone through a four way, and then have that moment of sheer panic. Like, did I actually stop at that four way stop? Yeah. And yeah, it's not so much look back on laugh, but that's one of the moments where I look back and I'm like. I could have killed somebody there, no question. Uh, but as far as looking back and laughing, I would probably say um, skidding through the uh, stop sign when there's like people have clearly stopped for you, but you're having that oh shit, oh shit, oh shit yeah. moment, but you're not going to hurt anybody or hit anybody, yeah. and then you just slide into an intersection. Those ones I look back, I'm like, ha, yeah. that was funny. I find the older I get, um, the more I have those moments where you're like, what happened the last five minutes? Like driving and you're, how did I get from point A to B where I am now? Like I know Absolutely. where I'm going. I'm, I'm fully cognizant. I'm sober. Like there's, there's, there's nothing against me. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, wow, was I an autopilot? Like, Definitely. And I think because I go to, you know, five places only ever that when I go, okay, I'm leaving my house to Brett James's place. Mm-hmm. That your brain just turns off because you know where you're going and you start thinking about other your brain starts multitasking, yes. but it's running low battery on, on the most important <laughs> task. Yeah. Um, yeah, The other, I had one the other day where, I was actually by the co-op you were just talking about, I was mm-hmm. driving southbound. I, did I just run a red light? Oh, I've definitely and, had that. And I, I, I had, I'll, I'll die not knowing if I ran a red light or not. <laughs> um, and uh, where, I made a... A left turn the other day just two two cars came to a screeching stop oh. as I turned and my first thought because I'm holier than everyone is what is wrong with them <laughs> and then I looked at the light and it was red as could be it, it was never green oh my goodness and in my, I, I go something told me that it was time to go oh. and, and I went and uh, I was like what is wrong with me like you just you get so in your own world. Um, that'll be the first thing I do when I'm obnoxiously wealthy is hire a driver. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, 
before I get a house that's too big or or do anything responsible with it, I'm just going to stop driving altogether. If you don't have to, why bother? Yeah. You know, when I, I worked at uh, a store that shall not be named in a, an affluent area. La Senza. Correct. And the amount, like in this, uh, in there's this one area in the south end of the city where, yes, there's a, some of the wealthiest people in Winnipeg and they would never or they would very rarely you could tell who was truly wealthy and who had a lot of money because the ones who are truly wealthy they will send in an average joe personal shopper they don't look like any they're not wearing really nice clothes they just look like an average dude and they'll have a list of like a big list on paper and they would buy some of the most expensive stuff yeah and then there was uh they actually buy corn to pay people to stomp it into whiskey correct so the then, original corn mash. That's how it works, yeah. And then uh, the other, then you have people who would show up in really nice cars and dress the nines. They would come in and they would buy a handful of items, like nicer items. But you could always tell where that line was drawn, who was truly wealthy and who just had a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And literally people doing their shopping for them. Yeah. I enjoy shopping too much. So I'm I once I get into it, yeah. I kind of don't want to stop. Uh, I'll keep going around grocery stores and be like, "Yeah, you know what? I might eat that." Uh, yeah, sure, why not? A box of cereal, why not? Sometimes like grabbing a cart when I do not need one mm-hmm. at the grocery store and dragging my heels up and I'll I'll go in for like my meat for the week and some veggies. Yeah. And I know damn well where they are. But I go up and down every mm-hmm. aisle once, if not twice. Absolutely. And part of it is just enjoying solitude. And part of it is people watching. In grocery where, stores? Absolutely. Uh, the, some of the best people watching in grocery stores. Uh, the staff, the, the the regular people. And I go during the day. So you get like a lot of the older people. And... Uh, you know, you're helping some someone reach for this or this for that and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it's it's actually enjoyable for me. Um, and I know a lot of people, I, well, I believe a lot of people probably hate grocery shopping. But it's actually like, I guess when you don't have a time schedule and I'm shopping for one, mm-hmm. uh, it's a different experience. Sure. Um, but it's I, I actually enjoy it. Like, go to Superstore and just waste an hour there for no reason. Superstore, I find, is the best for people watching. Like, as far as, like, a wide mix of everybody, you've got, like, the people wearing their juicy sweatpants that have clearly not gone to bed or have just not showered and too lazy to put clothes on, or you'll get people dressed relatively nicely. Like, it's just fantastic. And you you see, like, just... it's It's like the Walmart of grocery stores. I would... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's very well put. I'm actually wearing this shirt that I got at uh, Superstore Super store, yeah. because I ventured into the clothing department because I wasn't done. I had no reason to go. I don't... <laughs> and I saw this shirt. I'm like, $7, and it is very soft. Perfect. Uh, it came with uh, pajama pants that I'll probably never wear. They'll probably be donated with the tag on. <laughs> yeah. I've done that. Definitely done that. You know, it's funny. The older I get, the more I appreciate a soft shirt the best uh, it's, I can't not have one I, I put on a cotton one now and I'm like oh it feels so stiff and boxy it's not that comfortable but you put on a nice polyester blend shirt oh that's the best I don't know if I own any 
like those regular 100% cotton shirts we grew up in. Yeah. I don't know if I own any more. No. Like, it's, I just won't wear them. Closest I have is our original Whiskey Tango run of shirts. That's yeah. the closest I have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I have that kicking around somewhere. But I think that's even a, a 50-50 blend mm-hmm. or something. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to beat a good shirt. Yeah. Like, the thinner, lighter, the better. Yeah. Well, I, I wear mine under my uh, under my work uniform. I wear uh, uh, soft shirts. Because I can't stand the feeling of... Chafing the, nipples. Ch- ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's horrible. Um, I went through a polo shirt phase in my 20s. I don't know who I thought I was. But, <laughs> um, cargo shirts and... Cargo shorts and polo shirts. Uh, but the little embroidery... Yeah. Uh, just the chafing on the nipples horrible. is too much. But I hate undershirts because I, I sweat normally. I, that's the thing I never understood about undershirts. You're putting another shirt underneath to absorb the sweat to protect your outer shirt, but you're warmer because you have another layer of clothing on, which is going to make you sweat more. I never yeah. understood the appeal of undershirts. No, me neither. And then you just stink. Mm-hmm. They they love to soak up smells. Yes. Yeah. I, I used to do distance running, and I one time accidentally put on... Hold on. So we're in the part of the show where we tell lies. Uh, if you're just funny. tuning in, I went through a phase in my early twenties <laughs> where I I real like I I dropped down to like 165 pounds, like I was super lightweight, and I really wanted to do distance running. And so I would once I before I really knew anything about it, I would just wear whatever shirt I didn't care about, and I would go. And oftentimes they would have writing on it. And by the time I'd finish my run, just two blood stains. Right Actually, in front of my, yeah, yeah, right in front of my nipples, and it was so painful. And I eventually started running. I, I just, I would just ditch the shirt altogether and just tie it around my waist while I ran. That yeah, was super frustrating. Did you ever get the the mythical runner's high? Actually, yeah, they. Really? It's uh, there's a certain point where you get a rhythm going. It's like meditating almost, where you're focusing on your breathing so much that you just kind of your brain turns off, and you don't really feel that your legs are tired anymore. And then you get you have that little extra push to keep going. I found that the, it was about after the first kilometer, it would suddenly hit in for me. It would it would kick in, and then all of a sudden I'd be able to go and go and go. And then I used to be able to run ten kilometers without stopping. And as soon as I hit the when I got to the I would say about the seven kilometer mark, all of a sudden my legs started to really like I knew I was toast at that point, and I would just keep pushing, 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 hit the ten kilometer mark turn around and then run all the way back but when I turned around I'd stop and have to breathe at that point now was it runner's high or the feeling of pissing and shitting yourself both actually yeah. that was part of the joy was uh, so it was just evacuating from all ends and then that's why from what I understand I'm not a professional runner runners wear such small shorts so that when they have bowel movements while they're running mm-hmm. uh, it can leave without leaving too much of a mess uh, full disclosure, I definitely had to stop on the side of the road and take huge diarrhea dumps when I was distance running. That would happen a lot. Eating a we lot of vegetables. Just and a poo, and we didn't need to know the consistency. Consist- no, it was pure liquid. Cons- consistency? Consistency, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I got marble melt today. <laughs> Jeez. It's that delicious um, peanut butter whiskey is what it is. Have you ever done a marathon? I was actually training up. I wanted to do the full Manitoba marathon, but I never end up uh, getting into it. Um. Joe Dirksen, who I trained for years, mm-hmm. a good friend of mine, a former UFC fighter, 
one of the one of the hardest working uh, people I've ever met. Yeah, like uh, I I could drag him through hell, and we'd get to the end, and he'd ask for more. Nice. Um, he would tell me the whole time how much he disliked me. <laughs> I, it was never anything personal, but like he he didn't enjoy it, but right. he did the work. Um, and I guess when you get punched in the face professionally for a living, you, you just gotta embrace the work. Um, but he retired and turned around and was like, I'm going to do a marathon. Oh, right on. Good for him. And, uh, he did it like, and he transitioned with ease. Um, I think he only ever did the one just to say he did it. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, that's a different world. Mm -hmm. People who love to marathon, like actual distance running and marathon running, they are a different breed. Mm -hmm. You just see, like, you think you would think somebody who can run that far is the pinnacle of health. But they look just sickly. Like they're so. Some of them are so skinny. The ones that really take it seriously, they're just so thin and look like a sim, uh, simple breeze would push them yeah. over. Yeah. But I, I'm impressed that they can do it, though. Like that's a that's. I guess you'd call it a skill. Like that's a skill. Like you've you've taken the time, you've developed it, you've worked your way up to the point where you can run 25 kilometers or whatever nonstop. That's amazing. I think next year the Father's Day full marathon mm -hmm. you should do it you think so start training now okay uh, and do next year's because that gives you 10 months basically yeah 10 months to prepare for it oh man that'd be great content for us that would be fun you know yeah. what that, that would be that would be a lot of fun we fun. should make Denzel do it because he is now a father but um, you know, Tia will probably be due again two days after the marathon, so <laughs> he couldn't be, be away from her that long. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, some of the train towards. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, because you know what, I, I I love training for something when I have a goal in mind. I need something to train. I, for. Yes, I like right now doing the uh, the kickboxing and the ju uh, the jujitsu and all that. I'm not training for a fight. I'm training to get in shape and to you know be able to kick better or whatever yeah but i'm not training to you know, fight in case you ever have to kick in case, someone. in case i ever have to kick someone you know yeah. last week i was out and i just wanted to kick this guy so I bad and it right hit me face i don't know how to kick. yeah <laughs> so i learned to kick uh but i there's i'll go a couple times a week i'll i'll put the effort in but it's not like there's no driving factor that really gets totally. me to push myself. Whereas, yeah, if we have, if we set it a goal and it's like, okay, we're going to run this marathon, then absolutely, yeah. yeah. And then I've got something like because I got to improve my cardio anyway. So, yeah. But, okay, here's a here's a good question for you. Uh, it's a different kind of cardio between like what like what makes up a sprinter's leg versus a marathon runner's leg. Like how's their how are their muscles different? I mean, they have. I'll take the long way to answer this. I think uh, just to make sure I fully get it. But they they have the same muscles, right? It's human anatomy. Um, but a sprinter's legs have to generate more power. Sure. Um, and then they're very like you really for a sprinter you have to train, and I'm talking like strength training wise. Um, very explosive uh, you have to be very strong uh, and, and so you're looking at heavier weights um, not like grinders because you got to move fast right uh, and moving weights fast is actually an important thing that people overlook um, but so you, but you got to be heavy 
and mm-hmm. fast uh, and, and conditioned for your sport. So training for 100 meters is different than training for 200. Sure. Um, and and 200 is way different than training for 400. And then after 400, you start looking at long distance stuff. Uh, with a marathon runner, you want to look at keeping your hips healthy. Uh, you need like your, your posterior chain, your erectors, uh, they need to be strong and have good endurance. Okay. Uh, and then your hamstrings, which ultimately are a, a very fast twitch fiber, uh, for marathon running, you almost, um, train that out of them and it's more of a, a slow twitch. Okay. Uh, cause it, and that's, you know, protecting your knees and, and whatnot. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's it's very, very different. And, and you look at the bodies. Like sprinters, shout out to Canada's 4x100 team, by the way. Right on. Um, sprinters look like NFL defensive backs. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, big round shoulders, fat asses, big like hamstring bellies, quads like hanging over their knees. And then like you said, long distance runners who are, they're, they're athletes and they're in incredible shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they look uh, like they're not doing so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, yeah. I don't know how else to put it. Um, it's not a, uh, you don't look at that and you're like, well, if I train really hard, maybe one day I'll get to look like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was uh, one of the things I always uh, respected about marathon runners was mm-hmm. how they can uh, run, train, and run for so long and so hard. At the same time, they have absolutely no humbleness to their name. They will tell you that they are a marathon runner. That'll happen. Whether you want to or not, you're going to find out that they ran a marathon. Now, are you saying marathon runners or crypto traders? Oh, both. No, wait. I mean uh, people who do yoga. People who do yoga, <laughs> vegans. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're all, they're all in that group. Uh, podcasters podcasters <laughs> oh yeah they're a bad breed for that for sure yeah that's your dad going just record a podcast no uh, big deal did I tell you I have one because I do I totally have one we actually have two podcasts right <laughs> yeah. now yeah okay, uh, we're right in there with <laughs> we are abs- oh I am totally guilty <laughs> we of should that. make a podcast about trading vegan bitcoin I love it <laughs> we should have a whole episode that's all we talk about we'll have cycling guests who all do something of that nature <laughs> Uh, I was at um, the kickboxing gym the other day and we were doing like it was, well what was supposed to be light sparring and this person I was paired up with we were practicing clinching and we were trying to get double underhooks on each other like trying to get underneath your yep, underneath your yep, shoulders yep. and so this person I was with uh, started dirty boxing when the coach wasn't looking and was like feed me shots to the ribs really? and like throwing knees and stuff and I was getting, I was getting mad. I was getting so frustrated because I was trying to, you know, do it the right way. And and then all of a sudden uh, they they threw a knee and almost knocked the wind out of me. But of course you can't say anything. You just got to keep going. Why? Like you're training technique. You're yeah. not sparring. We're supposed to be training technique. This is just grappling, grappling practice, and you're trying to get the underhooks. But they knew when they could throw little dirty boxing shots. Why though? I don't know. Because I would headbutt them so fast. Here's the thing. So I'm letting this. I'm letting this slide because I am trying to learn and I want to. Because I, I grappling and stuff. I have no clue. I'm still learning this stuff. So they fed me this knee, 
and I just that red the red hit mm-hmm. my eyes mm-hmm. I grabbed their shoulders pushed them back and pulled them back forward right into my knee and I got them so hard that they almost dropped good yeah absolutely and then I I they so we, so we separate for a second I grabbed their hand and I said are we ready they're like yeah okay and then it was after that it was like was just trying to boss you up or just what? trying to bo- yeah trying to push me around and show who's boss and they'd been doing it for years by the way I got the underhook first so yeah I did it Oh, so you're like jostling for position. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, for okay position. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. And they just kept trying to feed me shots just to try and wear me down. But then they hit me with a solid knee. I was like, okay, game on. Let's do this. Um, I can't remember. In like WWE and I think all entertainment wrestling, it's called uh, keeping receipts. Okay. Um, and if, if someone lands like a couple like hard blows... Like harder than what should be. Yeah. Uh, it's like accepted that you get to give them one back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of sounds like what that is where I think this guy was going to get away with what he could get away with until yeah. he realized that the line had been drawn. Yeah. And they, they press their face up against my cheek like super hard, which like if you are jockeying for position there that's something that happens like you try and it you want to make it so uncomfortable but they were pre- like I could still feel like my my right or my left cheek is so tender right now and I was getting so frustrated but it's... I think that's when you open mouth kiss them you're like <laughs> who's uncomfortable now yeah exactly just a little give him a little cup tap even that he's probably do you guys wear jocks I know? do yeah, yeah I always do yeah yeah so that that wouldn't phase him but I think like just turning your head and open mouth kissing him. <laughs> uh, he wouldn't I don't think he'd try that again no I think that I don't think he'd want to grapple with me anymore after yeah. that yeah it's so it's so much fun though it is it really is like it here I'll show you my toe right now I accidentally kicked somebody in the shin guard got a nice bruise on my big toe gross yeah great toes though yeah great toes <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh, but it's 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 a lot of fun, but at the same time, you're you. Every once in a while, you have those moments where you are not you're not playing a sport. You're fighting with someone. Like there, yeah. you're you're trying to hurt somebody. And every once in a while, you get those moments, and it just kind of brings you back to reality. So you've done kickboxing, mm-hmm. jujitsu. Yep. Um, I want to say taekwondo. Nope, never no. taekwondo. Boxing. Boxing. Yep. What else? Uh, as far as like mixed martial arts. Oh, uh, I did a little bit of wrestling, freestyle wrestling. Okay. Uh, until literally I got bent in half. My nose touched the ground between my legs and uh, my back just spasmed. And I couldn't move for like a whole day. So that put a stop to that for a while. And yeah, then um, that's probably about it for combat sports. So the same version of you, say this version, mm-hmm. equally trained in each of those. Okay. Who wins in a fight? Oh. I'd probably say Muay Thai would be the uh, the one that takes it because it's it's a good combination of everything. Like you've got your boxing in there, you've got your kickboxing, but you also have elbows and knee strikes. And I think is that... Muay Thai not kickboxing? Muay Thai is it's uh, I think it's a form of kickboxing. I don't know okay. enough about that sport, so uh, Muay Thai fans don't at me. But it's almost like a, it's it's okay. They can't spell. <laughs> 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 but it's like it's like a combination of all of that. It's it's got yeah boxing kickboxing knee strikes elbows and uh, grappling wrestling 
I think that's just the most round, in my opinion, the most rounded sport. That makes sense. But if you put a Muay Thai person into a boxing match with a boxer, the boxers, I think it's they, no, they're, I, I they're think, training for like those like those big punches, right? I think the four of you meet in a back alley mm-hmm. and decide like let's have a few one on one fights because you put a Muay Thai guy in a boxing ring and they have to do boxing rules. Generally, that sport will win. Yeah, I mean. Even on a wild day, the jujitsu person might even win. Something. The jujitsu, yeah. That, if it goes to the ground, I would put money on the jujitsu person. But I, I still think the Muay Thai person would probably have the best chance. All in all, yeah. Just, all uh, in all, yeah. Um, remember the early UFC? Are you a UFC guy? I do like UFC. I'm not like he, like not as much as like Scott is. Like he's right into it. But oh, yeah. is he? Oh yeah, he knows oh, okay. like history back and forth. Uh, the early days when there were no weight classes. Yes, and guys. We're just specialized in one or two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see that back. As much Same. as it's not safe or healthy. Yeah. Um, but to I watched one the other day. I might have sent it to the group, or maybe I couldn't figure out how because it was on Facebook, and I don't know how to you know, cross-platform. But right. this huge, uh, what I think was a boxer, it's tough to tell because he really didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he must have been... 450, 500, Holy. probably 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, wow. Uh, against like a 5'6", um, mixed martial arts guy. Okay. And uh, the the bigger dude just kind of turned in circles in the middle of the ring while the other guy ran circles around him mm-hmm. uh, and like try to sneak in the odd shot. But sure. basically he was like, I, this guy can't get a hand on me because if he does, he'll pulverize Toast. me. Toast, yeah. Um, it was the most boring fight ever. Yeah. Uh, until uh, the the bigger dude got a hand on the the other guy, and basically like three times his body weight. Yeah. Laid on top of him. <laughs> so you're like this 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 is done. Yeah. But then at the same time you're like these are not like they are today, but like these are professional fighters, and the smaller dude just landed headshot after just. Lying on the ground, just elbow, 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 and smash the the top guy. Uh, I I think he tapped out. Just just taking punches to the head, he tapped out. The, the big guy. I don't think it was a submission. I, I think the the smaller guy just pounded his head until the bigger guy oh, tapped man. out. Oh man! Um, but that was part of the problem with the early days is that there were such mismatches, mm-hmm. and you still have to be tactical. That you would get a smaller guy that's like, I'm gonna just run circles around you until you tire out and take my shots here and there. Um, but it still happens today with guys in the same weight class. So sure, uh, it would be fun, even just for one one uh, pay per view, just to say, you know what, call out someone and fight them. Oh, that'd be a, well. Didn't they do that? Didn't they have a grudge match? Wasn't that what the show was called? Where you could just call somebody out and have a boxing match with them. They give you a time to train, and then you could have a boxing match with whoever you wanted. I swear that was a show in the U.S. at some point. I don't recall that, but I have CTE, so ah. Um, it's a good chance you're right. I remember an early UFC where this boxer was fighting. I think he was, uh, I don't know what the hell he's training. Mixed martial arts guy, we'll say. But he went in with one glove, which, yeah, he had one boxing glove on, and the other hand was his fingers were free. I don't know if it was just for like to grab on or whatever, so he actually had something to grab. But yeah, he went in with just. One boxing oh, a glove. boxing glove, a single boxing glove, and then like a six ounce glove. Or no, nothing? nothing. Just his hand. 
He, that was how he went in there. Or maybe he had a six ounce glove. I can't remember. But he had, I just remember him having one uh, 16 ounce glove and the other hand you could see his fingers. Hmm. I imagine he would have to wear a glove. But either way, that's weird. Yeah. That's like, like something you'd create when you have too many like bonus points in like a video game. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. He has a, a bow tie and one boxing glove. So give him a green mohawk. Uh, there's speaking of which, there's a show that um, the wife watches, and it's uh, it's called Monster Factory, and all it is is these these video game guys will sit there. That's like ninety percent of the videos are them creating some obscure monster character, and then they'll splice together their best moments during the game with this character, and these they're it's huge, really huge. Like they have tons of followers, tons of likes. And that's all they do is just create these monster characters. Or I don't know if that's all they do, but they their main thing is that they create these obscene characters. It's the banter back and forth between the two that make the, the show. two guys that make the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's and the, the few episodes I did watch, it actually is pretty funny. These guys have a good sense of humor. It's crazy the like niche markets that can get you wild followings mm-hmm. uh, and become like careers for guys. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, like th- those two probably never intended to have a TV show. I, I highly doubt it. And they probably started something on like Twitch or YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And in this world where like esports and online gaming are so big, they're probably heroes to some people. Like as sure. big as Steph Curry is to some kids. I absolutely you know what I mean? believe it. Some, some future developer out there is like, look what these guys do. Uh, but it's just crazy uh, the opportunities that that stuff like that has. You know what I mean? Well, I was out at um, um, out at my mom's place this weekend, and it was a family gathering, and so all the nephews and a few uh, younger friends were out there as well. And after when things started winding down, they were in the living room, literally watching somebody play Minecraft. Yeah, that's what they they just they throw on YouTube and they find these Minecraft videos. And they want to watch people playing video games rather than actually playing the games mm-hmm. themselves. That that's such a when I had the foster kids, uh, and they would have been like seven and nine, eight and ten. Uh, man, if I let them watch a half hour of Minecraft on YouTube, yeah. Or uh, another big one uh, was modded GTA. Oh yeah. Which I kind of got into. <laughs> Um, because you would play GTA as Spider-Man or the Incredible Hulk. Okay. But it's still GTA. It's, someone just modded the, the coding. Right. Um, which was like mildly entertaining. But then it's still like some 24-year-old and it's, you know, it's F this and shit that and blah, blah, blah. And so you're like, sorry, kids, you guys can't watch this. But um, just incredible what people can do with these these games. Oh, yeah. Um, but just regular Minecraft, it's 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 these characters that it's basically like SpongeBob playing the game. Like, have you ever seen it? No. Or was that the first time? That's the first time I seen it. Yeah. It's it's yelling, it's screaming, it's manic. It gets the kids like excited, right? Um, and that's how these these guys. Oh, it's like the 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 boxing brothers, um, the YouTube guys that are now oh uh, the Paul boxers. brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they just started with nonsense mm-hmm. um, and I mean they're they're handsome dudes but uh, you just put nonsense on YouTube and if people buy your brand like this is where it's taking them like, sure. it's it's crazy and, and that's the same thing with these 
like YouTube. My, Minecraft, you said? Yeah. Crazy. What a stupid looking game. Never understood the appeal of it. It looks like something we would have played as kids. Exactly. That, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's that yeah. it's that that mid to early uh, mid to late nineties computer graph. I'd even say early to mid nineties computer graph. Sixteen, graphics. maybe thirty two bit. Exactly. Uh terrible. Um just the the the, the strategy of the game actually isn't bad. What and is again, it? What I have is to the... get you you gotta build stuff and you gotta fend things off with the stuff you build and the time uh, we don't have Denzel here is the time when we need him. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he probably loves Minecraft. I, be- I believe that. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I think you have like head head battles and stuff okay. and and whatnot. Um, it, it's literally something we would have played as as teenagers. Sure. Um, but like right down to how the game looks and, and moves and, and whatnot. Like, it's very, very odd. Um, the, uh, the other one that gets me and is now escaping me, I don't know if it's still a thing. It probably is. Oh, my goodness. What's that one where you jump out of a, you fall from the sky and then you land and you're in a field and you you fight everyone on the internet? Oh, it does sound familiar. Like, it was an online game. It was huge. Free online game, but then you can buy, like, skins and... Uh, it's not like CSGO, like Counter-Strike, or... I don't know what that is. Uh, Counter-Strike's like, it's a first-person shooter type game. Um, no, this would be like... You, you get dropped into to whatever world. Oh, it was like the biggest thing in the world, right after Pokemon Go... Okay. Uh, and everyone was playing it. Oh my goodness! Just talk so. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I know, like when I grew up, my the my favorite thing was like the Age of Empires games, where you literally you'd build civilizations from the ground up, and then you would uh, upgrade and whatnot. I love playing the game against the computer, but as soon as I was put into the online part of it, I was basically useless. Like. These people spend so much time, and it didn't occur to me at the time because I was still a kid, that people actually dedicate their lives to playing certain games so much and like so often and against such a variety of people that their skill sets are just huge and you don't stand a chance. It's like walking into an online Halo game that you haven't played since you were 15 and expecting to beat some random guy who's been playing it since he was 15 nonstop. And... You can I, I another game I left for dead was one that I used to play all the time, and then I decided I would try when online game like when Xbox finally became Xbox Live, then I was playing this game online. I got booted out of so many games because people I would just end up shooting my teammates because I was just nowhere near their skill level and would just get in the way and were basically useless. So I've never been much for the whole uh, online gaming experience. Me neither. Yeah, it's uh, lots of people I know like like sports, esports, huge, yeah. huge industry right now. People just play Madden all day long with like day, night, and just have these huge tournaments where you can win millions of dollars just by being the best Madden player. And I, I do respect that people actually put the time and effort into that. I can gamble online with esports, really, which is so crazy to me. Is there like a certain person that you always watch for that like? I don't even every... I don't even mess with those because, like, if you think pro sports has been manipulated, you're telling me you take a guy like me, 
and hey, I'll give you $25 million if you lose this online game of Madden. Sure. Yeah, for sure I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the um, I know when, when I was in high school, I had lots of friends who really, really, really loved video games and like everything. They had like modded out PCs, they'd have an Xbox, they'd have a PlayStation, and then like live in a shanty. But all they wanted to do was just play video games and I have no idea where they are now but I can't imagine they I never heard of them I've never seen anything about them since then so, but the amount of like you have to you have to be dedicated and like that dedicated and that focus you are basically you're a couch athlete yeah no they they put in time like it's not it's not like you just show up and play and you're good yeah those guys put in serious time like yeah. same with the Madden guys uh, they they know every in and out of that game. They know all the playbooks and and whatnot. It's it's commendable, um, but it's you're still I a mean, loser. Don't you? At the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> Fortnite is the game I was Fortnite. Thinking of. Oh, okay, yes. Um, like that absolutely took the world by storm. Oh, it's huge. It still is. Like I still, it's not as I don't think it's as big as it was back then, but. I still see people playing it. I still see that there's updates on like Reddit or whatever where they they tell they're coming up with updates and whatnot. Yeah, so people are still playing it. I think, as far as I'm aware, they are. Yeah, uh, Fortnite was crazy, and that was another one with uh, Foster Kids where you're just like, uh, I didn't let the younger ones play. Uh, their older their older brother was allowed to play. He was like 16, 17. Um, the younger ones, it was just it was it was like too much, hmm. and it made them like into little orangutans. <laughs> Um, but the kids I trained, uh, like in the gym, mm -hmm. Fortnite, 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 and they'd finish a set and do a Fortnite dance, and they'd do this and it's Fortnite dance and joke about like respawning and and I'm like, oh, I cannot keep up. And this game, is... <laughs> tried playing it, I was hopeless. Yeah, you literally land, and and someone shoots you, and you're like, what is the fun of this game? Yeah. Oh well, you got to do this and that. Okay, well, I'll do that. and then someone shoots you, and 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 you're just like, oh, like pe people literally dedicate their lives to that. But yeah. then some, like fifteen or sixteen, maybe even younger, fourteen or fifteen year old, mm -hmm. won some like worldwide tournament and won like twenty million dollars. That's amazing. Uh, probably need a fact check on that number, but won sure. more money than a fourteen or fifteen year old needs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that that's just like the how far it's gone, and then. I'm I'm a pretty good Madden player, like I'm not like, and, and I I'm I'm good because I know football. Right. Uh, we had a, a year on barbecue for my training with my football kids, and one of the fourteen year olds beat the brakes off me. Really. And there, it just gets to a point where you know the game that it doesn't matter how how well you know football, you have to know the game of Madden. Uh, and that, that's like all these games where, and I'm not making excuses for the kid beating me. He just beat me. Um, but where all these games, you know the ins and outs and the intricacies. Intri what is wrong with me today? <laughs> intricacies? Yeah. Yeah. True. All the intricacies. Uh, that it doesn't matter if someone does the right thing in the game every, of football. In the game of football or, or whatever game you're playing. It's just if I if I do this, there's a, a glitch in the game, or it just works every time. Sure. You know what I mean. Uh, so your natural instinct is to 
do this and then it's just like well i'm gonna run left and throw it 60 yards to my right like across my body across against my momentum and it's gonna like pinpoint precision and you're just and then you try it and i feel like my dad when like he and i would play duck hunter as kids right and he's like saying i have like cheat codes and whatnot and you're like i don't know man you just do it that's what it's like now but there's like 37 buttons on the controller the players look like they're actually in your living room and and it's like more frustrating because it feels more real a buddy of mine is a big online gamer and i was asked i i said to him we're having this literally exact same conversation and I said, what do you do? Like, how, like, what gives you the competitive edge? Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about, knowing the ins and outs of the game, knowing where the glitch spots are, knowing where the spawn spots are, where you, mm-hmm. uh, as soon as somebody, if you kill somebody, you're, they're likely to respawn in these certain locations, just being ready to be there when they come back. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. All kind, and uh, having the best equipment and, oh, having the internet hooked directly to your system so that there's no ch- as little chance so of lag yeah, as yeah, possible. Yeah. That makes sense. And then having like he says they have reflex controllers, so you it's a like an attach. I I think I'm, I might be misunderstanding, but it's like an attachment for say your Xbox controller, where it's you press it, and it's like it's a fraction faster press than if you were just holding it with your regular hands. So. Uh, I've never I, I I respect that and I understand that it just seems it's it seems otherworldly. It's like the kids who got the 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 Nintendo Power Glove in the eighties. Exactly. You're a cheater. The Nintendo Power Glove <laughs> feels so bad. That's uh, I never saw that movie. Do uh, you know the movie I'm talking about? The, no. It was uh, I can't remember the name of I th- it. I, I thought it was like a commercial or something. No, it was literally a movie based around people playing Nintendo in a tournament. Like, like what we're talking about right now, except it's like 90s hmm. Nintendo. And at one point in time, it was just a big excuse to sell Nintendo. And at one point in time, this guy gets the power glove, and that's what he says, like, Nintendo, the, the power glove, it feels so bad. And it was supposed to come off really menacing, but this 14-year-old kid saying it, and of course it's hilarious, yeah. right? And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the, the movie, but yeah, that was a fun one. Were you a gamer growing up? Oh yeah, I was addicted. Like I, you know what? Looking back on it now, I understand why my dad would get so frustrated at me for how much Nintendo I, I would play. Like, and he would like hide it, take it away for a month. I wouldn't have be able to play it for a month because I would just sit there and I'd get so mad. I am a rage quitter. Like, you can ask Scott. You can ask anybody who's known me for a long period of time. I am a rage quitter, and I get super frustrated if I can't win, especially in video games. Um, Were you a gamer though, Graham? Did you play? Yeah, I, I was a big. Honestly, like I've been a Madden guy. The first video game I ever had uh, that was like mine mm-hmm. was Madden '92. Oh, fantastic! And 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 then I just played like Madden by myself through my teens. Then mm-hmm. I moved to BC, and we had an apartment full of football players that had like a Madden league. Oh, nice! Uh, and then you get to university, and all the guys play Madden. And then uh, yeah, it's been Madden my whole life, but. Um, like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I was a Sega oh, yeah. guy. Okay, right on. There, there were Sega guys and Nintendo guys, yep. right? I was always a Sega guy. Sure. Um, and then when PlayStation came out, I even bought the Sega Dreamcast. Underappreciated game system. Yeah, I, I don't know what time. they did wrong. I think it was like, just ahead of its time. It was too expensive, and I think it scared people. Yeah, maybe, like... Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But yeah, because I thought Sega Dreamcast was great. They had uh, EA Football, which was a change from Madden. Um, but it was a really good gameplay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it just Dreamcast never went anywhere. Yeah. Um, I bet if it would have come out, uh, if they would have waited a few more years when, like, uh, when the Xbox whispers started happening and people knew a revolutionary game yeah. console was coming and then planned it more along that line, yeah. it, it, it probably would have been comparable. Yeah. Yeah. Any good... What, what time are we looking That's at a here? good question. 55. Oh, Any good rage quit stories? Uh, good rage quit. Okay, well, I know one time I was playing. It would have been Super Mario. Uh, four, three, three. No, it was probably three. Hold and on. Hey, did you ever beat Super Mario Brothers? The first one? Yeah. I don't know if I ever beat it, but I knew all the cheats and all the. I could. I could get very far in it. But I always knew how to find the secret spot where the the warp tunnels were yeah, yeah, yeah. to send you to the very end. Which I, was, like, cool to learn at the same time. I've never seen the ending of Mario Brothers. No? No. Uh, it's, I, I think I've seen the ending of it because I've watched a speed run. Speed runs are so, like, that's impressive. When you take those old games, but usually they will take advantage of the warp tunnels and whatnot. Yeah. But you watch what people who will actually play from beginning to end. But on you've never run. done it yourself? No, I don't think so. Not that I can remember. I might have yeah. at one point. But uh, my favorite rage quit one was i was playing the whichever mario game it was and at the time i didn't know what the word bastard meant because i'd heard a friend of mine that i grew up with came from a family where they were a little more liberal with their language and they were saying that but in my head i was a big ninja turtles fan and i was thinking they were saying baxter who is a character baxter stockman from ninja turtles so i started saying that as I'm losing because that's what I had seen and I remember my old man he like kicked the door open he's like where did you learn that kind of language who taught you to say that and I was just getting so fret I'm like oh I just thought it was a ninja turtle thing he's like you're not hanging out with those people <laughs> uh, I never like I never broke anything I never I wouldn't throw any controllers I I've definitely uh, twisted one of my hands attempting to break it at one time but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I would love to actually get myself streaming. I'd love to stream myself trying to play old video games and watch me get so frustrated, and then do a super cut of all the when I'd get super. That'd mad. be pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to do that. I uh, I retired video games for for a while when I got into business because I couldn't I didn't manage my time well. Right. And I wanted to to read more about business and and strength coaching and and whatnot. So. Uh, I didn't have a system for a handful of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, my buddy Sean comes along. And we're whatever, blah, 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 talking shit. And uh, he casually says, he's like, yeah, we should play Madden sometime. And I'm like, I, I don't, I retired. And he's like, well, why? Like, because I, I, I'd kill you. He's like, you don't want to play because I'd kill you. I'm like, dude, don't get me started. <laughs> like, don't, don't get me started. And so I know when you get your competitive mode on, Dave. Yeah, you can so only he's, imagine. He's poking the bear, poking yeah. the bear. Finally, one day, I'm like, okay, tonight we're playing. So he's like, okay. So we grab a few drinks and we head to his place. And uh, first half, he's up um, by like three touchdowns. Um, he's a, he was a PlayStation guy. Right. So different controller. And I haven't played in like five, six years. Right. Uh, so I'm sweating. Because I'm way too pissed off to lose. <laughs> and 
but the the first half while he was beating me, I'm picking up all his tendencies. And the second half was like, I score, I score, I score. I score right. on offense, I score on defense, I score on special teams, I score, I score. And I beat the shit out of him. Right. Super relieved. <laughs> and then uh, he's a gambler, so he wants rematch. rematch Uh-oh. Rematch. Yeah. Uh, I think I beat him his 20 or 25 times in a row. Holy. And I wouldn't I wouldn't just win. Right. Like, that was never enough for me. I had to beat like the shit up. Because yeah. I was pissed that he got under my skin enough to get <laughs> me to start playing again. Yeah. And uh, it was like every Friday for I don't know how long. We would just crush drinks and play play Madden. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think that's... Uh, you know, that's the thing. If you're playing with somebody else, that's... It's a bonding experience. Yeah. Because you remember all the times in, like, high school or whatever, where or you're playing... Gold, like, before high school, you're playing Goldeneye, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a huge thing. We'd all get together at someone's house. Somebody would have Goldeneye, and that's what we would do for an entire afternoon. Goldeneye was actually my turnoff... For uh, like first person shooters, really? Because I were bad at it. I was so bad. Like I so didn't am get I. It. I would have like a flashing target on your face. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm gonna shoot this person's face off, and then I'm dead. Yeah. And I'm like, why well, is I was shooting? Why why am I dead and not you? Mm-hmm. And it, it never made sense to me, and I got frustrated. I'm like, I don't do shooters anymore. I am the same way. I'm not good at first person shooters, but I love games like Fallout where I'm by myself. But then it gets to the point where. You're just you're by yourself. Where's the fun in that? Like really, like, yeah, you enjoy the game, whatever, but it's not the same experience as having like uh, when the pandemic was on. We'd have Mario Kart tournaments, and that was so much fun because we had a bunch of people being able to play Mario Kart, and then we'd be talking to each other and having a good time, and it was a lot. Of, and then you have uh, whoever's the winner has bragging rights. Yeah. And that's that's all you're playing for. But oh, is that ever sweet? Mario Kart might be the ultimate pre-gaming game. Absolutely. Anyone can play experienced, inexperienced, male, female, doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyone can can hop on and hit A and B for gas and brake. Exactly. And uh, you can at least finish a race. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, you need to know the the button combination for like kick punch, spinning kick, or mm-hmm. to change your weapon when you run out of ammo, or to call an audible on the line it's just gas break and don't hit the banana peel mm-hmm. you know what i mean have you ever played uh drunk driving mario kart um it's like you're not allowed to drink and drive but you have to finish your beer so everybody starts with a full beer and then you have a choice you the you can the way i would play is that as soon as the game as soon as the race starts i chug the beer and go whereas everybody else you would drive, but if you hit, if you, when you wanted to take a sip of your beer, you had to come to a complete stop. So you couldn't, no, you you shouldn't idea. drink and drive. Mm-hmm. So literally, I would just slam the beer back and then. As soon as the you race. said it, that was my first impression yep. of what I would do. Exactly. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. On that note, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, do not drink and drive. Do not. Um, this is Mario Kart we're talking about. If you're gonna drink and drive, do it online, and even then. You probably shouldn't do it. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you to Denzel for not being here, but also congrats on bringing another life into this world. You did it. Uh, we're actually proud of you. As much we as are. we hate you, we're still proud of you. Um, thank you for letting us penetrate your ear holes and uh, letting us be a part of your week. We appreciate you, and if you appreciate us, uh, Brett James, tell them what to do. Is that you? Uh, you take your phone, 
you go to the YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, you find our, like the Whiskey Tangle Podcast page, you find the like and or subscribe button, and you gently rub it with your fingers, just like this. Just, that's how it starts. And then you start to get a little, you get a little more aggressive after a while. And then at some point, you just, and then you got it, but you also have to make this noise. That was excessively graphic. Thank you. Thank you for ruining my Sunday. You're welcome. And there, Thursday.